I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This morning, a royal health scare. The Queen tests positive for COVID. Months of heartache and hardship over, our international border opens to visitors. A wedding reception dissolves into street violence. The wild brawl caught on camera in Sydney. An Australian plane targeted in a laser strike. Relations with China sink to a dangerous new low. And our athletes hold their heads high as the Winter Olympics come to an end. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. We begin with breaking news. The Queen is facing a major health scare, testing positive for COVID-19 just days after both Charles and Camilla caught the virus. Let's go straight to Europe Bureau Chief Hugh Whitfeld in Windsor now. Good morning, Hugh. At 95 years old, there's real concerns for her well-being. Jodie, the Queen might be triple vaccinated, but it is her age and her recent run of poor health towards the end of last year that means this is being treated with some concern. The statement came out overnight Australian time. It says Buckingham Palace confirmed the Queen has today tested positive for COVID. Her Majesty is experiencing mild cold-like symptoms but expects to continue light duties at Windsor over the coming week. She will continue to receive medical attention and will follow all the appropriate guidelines. Now, that would suggest that the Queen will be self-isolating, but also receiving the best possible health care here at Windsor Castle under the guidance of royal physicians. As for those mild symptoms, we don't know what exactly that might mean. And as for light duties, we expect that will mean that the Queen will continue to review state papers from her famous red box. But of course, many people hoping that she takes it easy and recovers from COVID as best she can. We know that Her Majesty saw her son, Prince Charles, on February the 8th. That's almost two weeks ago. He would go on to test positive for COVID two days later. His wife, Camilla, testing positive a few days after that as well. It would seem like it's a little bit too far uh, back for the Queen to have picked up uh, COVID from her son. But we do know that protocols here at Windsor have been relaxed in recent months as many people have learnt to live with COVID. And the Queen has been holding in-person audiences as recently as last Wednesday with Defence Chiefs. As you can imagine, here in Windsor and across the country, plenty of people with the Queen in the front of their minds. She has to get better. We can't afford to lose her just yet. Well, it feels very sad. I mean, she's always been there forever and ever, isn't she, as far as we're concerned? And, uh, yeah, the thought without her is, is, is shocking, really. But I'm sure she'll be fine and she'll, uh, she'll get back and get ready. Most people in the country have never known any monarch other than her, so she embodies the UK in so many ways. So uh, anything happening to her that's to her detriment is, you know, 
to the detriment of the country. It's, it's, you know, it's not good. Everyone should be concerned. So a pretty tough week for the Royals in terms of being in the news. Prince Andrew and Prince Charles making headlines for the wrong reasons last week and now two years into this pandemic, coronavirus has uh, caught up with the Queen. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson tweeting a short time ago to say that he wished the Queen a swift recovery and a rapid return to vibrant good health. Jody. Concerning news. Okay, Hugh Whitfeld, thank you. It's been almost two years, but our international border has finally reopened to tourists. Darwin has become the first city to welcome arrivals, with a Qantas flight arriving from Hong Kong shortly after three o'clock this morning. More than 50 overseas flights will touch down across Australia throughout the day. It's hoped relaxed border rules will revive the struggling tourism sector. International visitors tip to add billions of dollars to the economy. Mask rules could be relaxed across Victoria this coming weekend. The state government is expected to announce changes to the mandate, including the need to wear them in offices, as early as today. A voucher scheme is set to be unveiled with the aim of reviving Melbourne's CBD by offering discounts at venues including cafes and pubs. Victorians can also get the Novavax jab at clinics and state-run hubs starting today. Australian and Chinese authorities have been caught in a diplomatic storm in the wake of a laser attack on an Australian defence aircraft. Let's go live to political reporter Jennifer Beshwati in Canberra now. Good morning, Jen. The Prime Minister is demanding answers from Beijing. He certainly is, Jody. In fact, both leaders have slammed Beijing over what's being described as an unprovoked act of intimidation, which put the lives of Australian Defence Force personnel at risk. Now, last Thursday, a Chinese Navy vessel aimed a military-grade laser at an RAAF aircraft while sailing along Australia's exclusive economic zone uh, in the northern border. The aircraft was carrying out surveillance duties in the Arafura Sea when it was hit by the laser. Now, Australia has raised strong concerns uh, with uh, defence and diplomatic channels here in Canberra, but also in Beijing. Here's the Prime Minister speaking yesterday. I can see it no other way uh, than an act of intimidation, uh, one that is unprovoked, unwarranted, and Australia will never um, uh, accept such acts of intimidation. The Defence Force has also put out a statement over the weekend saying that acts like this have the potential to endanger lives. We strongly condemn unprofessional and unsafe military conduct. Such actions are not in keeping with the standards we expect of professional militaries. Now, security experts fear that this is China becoming more aggressive and hostile, particularly in the Indo-Pacific region. We're yet to get a response from Beijing in relation to the incident. Jody. OK. Jennifer Beshwadi, thank you. Video has emerged of the moment a wedding celebration in Sydney descended into an all-out brawl. Guests were spotted fighting on the streets of Mossman on Saturday night, throwing a flurry of punches. One man suffered a broken nose and was knocked unconscious. Police were called to help break up the scuffle, which brought traffic to a halt as it spilled onto the road. In breaking news, Sydney commuters are being warned to expect widespread disruption across the entire network. No trains will be running today as another round of industrial action gets underway. Sydney Trains is encouraging people to find alternative forms of transport. 
It's been revealed a video which multi-millionaire Jeff Bainbridge says was used in an extortion plot against him was actually filmed in the bedroom of his Melbourne home in the last 18 months. Bainbridge had claimed the video, which appeared to show him smoking an illicit drug, was filmed in Southeast Asia six years ago by a mystery group of people. But online real estate photos show the interior lighting and decor in the video matches his Middle Park home. When asked for a comment by the Australian, Mr Bainbridge declined. In what could be a major shake-up of Australia's power industry, energy giant AGL is being targeted in an $8 billion takeover bid by tech billionaire Mike Cannon-Brooks and Canadian fund manager Brookfield. It's understood the offer is in an effort to shut down AGL's coal-fired power stations earlier than planned and set stronger emissions reduction targets. A formal statement to the stock market is expected today. Police in WA are urging parents not to purchase electric scooters for their children after a horror smash left two boys fighting for their lives. The teenagers were allegedly racing a scooter without helmets on when they drove into the path of a car in Perth and were catapulted into the air. Meanwhile, Queensland is is introducing a series of e-scooter reforms, slashing footpath speed limits and increasing penalties to curb dangerous behaviour. There are calls to make life-changing treatment for tens of thousands of type 1 diabetics more affordable. Only patients who meet a strict criteria are eligible for the subsidy, meaning for many it's simply out of reach. This is the game-changing device helping type 1 diabetes patients live a far more normal life. You're finger-pricking somewhere between four and ten times a day. So there was scarring on my fingers after doing it for so many years. But you can literally put your phone up and you've got a result in three seconds. The continuous glucose monitoring system involves a small sensor worn on the back of the arm that's scanned by a smartphone to collect glucose readings. It also provides life-saving alerts. You can be asleep at night and your phone will buzz if your blood glucose level is dropping to a dangerous level. And that will save you from a potentially hazardous episode. The device is free for type 1 diabetics under 21, concession card holders or women who are pregnant or have recently had a baby. But it costs around $2,500 for those who don't meet the criteria. There's a lot of people between 21 and you know, 80 who don't have access to this and they don't have the income. There's now a push to make it more affordable for all. I have many patients who simply can't afford to have this technology, even though they're working part-time or full-time, and and it's just something that they wish they had access to. The health department says 58,000 people are eligible for the subsidy, but any changes would need to be factored into the federal budget. Ashley Kanowski, 7 News. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones finished the week lower. The Nasdaq was also weaker. In London, the FTSE fell 23 points and Germany's DAX lost. On the commodities market, gold is trading at $1,900 US dollars an ounce. Oil is $91 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 71.82 US cents, 82.61 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand. A helicopter has crashed off a packed beach in the US. The frightening plunge was caught on camera and incredibly, no one was seriously injured. We're at the beach and a freaking helicopter just crashed in the water. This is what it looks like to escape death. And as soon as I turned around, the helicopter just came down like, and then smacked and hit the water. 
cruising the world-famous sand strip before suddenly losing power, the pilot, skilled or plain lucky, ploughs his Robinson straight into the surf at South Beach, Miami. Whatever he did, he just lost it. Came down, smashed, blades went going that way, helicopter started tipping. Dude, a helicopter just went down to Miami. Oh my God. Look closely, you can see it missed these swimmers by meters. When I saw it touch the water and then I was like, maybe it's gonna explode. The first to help after narrowly dodging death. People were trying to hold the helicopter up so the helicopter didn't sink so they could try to get the people out. Thankfully for the pilot and his two passengers, it was shallow enough the chopper didn't sink and deep enough it didn't crumple on impact. On paddle boards, all three were carried onto the beach and taken to hospital. No serious injuries reported. I just think we're, we're all kind of breathing a sigh of relief that nobody was killed. This is why you're not supposed to fly really close to, to crowds of people, because you might hit them. And investigations underway. They are clearing the whole area so then they could pull the helicopter out. Everyone who saw it go down still amazed that South Beach wasn't host to a helicopter horror show. Tom Hartley, 7 News. There's renewed hope an invasion of Ukraine could be avoided, with the Russian and French presidents agreeing to intensify diplomatic efforts to resolve the crisis. Emmanuel Macron and Vladimir Putin spoke on the phone a short time ago. They've agreed to try to secure a ceasefire in eastern Ukraine. Meantime, joint military exercises between Russia and Belarus will continue, even though they were due to end today. Officers in Canada's capital, Ottawa, are continuing to remove protesters from the city's streets in one of the country's biggest ever police operations. Almost 200 have been arrested so far and dozens of vehicles towed. Ottawa police say the operation will continue until all streets are cleared and reopened to residents. Thousands of dead sardines and anchovies have washed up on a beach in Chile. Horrified locals stumbled upon them, quickly reporting it to authorities. It's thought that chlorophyll, a type of bacteria which reduces oxygen levels in the water, could be responsible. To sport now, and the Beijing Winter Olympics have come to an end after a spectacular closing ceremony in the Bird's Nest Stadium. Three-time Olympian and stroke survivor Sammy Kennedy-Sim carried the Aussie flag as our athletes brought to a close our best ever Winter Games with four medals. It's such a special night. It's so great to have everyone together. We've all come from different villages and we've all come together to enjoy the evening. It's very exciting. The Olympic flag was handed over to the Milan Cortina organisers for the next Winter Olympics in 2026. Australia's unbeaten home summer has ended, going down to Sri Lanka in the fifth and final T20. Matthew Wade's unbeaten 43 guarded the Aussies to six for 154 at the MCG. In response, the tourists were struggling at four for 71 before launching a mighty comeback. Needing nine off the last over, Sri Lanka made no mistake. No! Kane Richardson tweaked his hamstring and couldn't finish the final over as the visitors won by five wickets. Australia won the series 4-1. It was only an NRL trial game, but the Eels and Dragons have walked away with plenty of concerns. Young Parramatta winger Hayes Dunster could face a lengthy period on the sidelines. The 22-year-old suffered a knee injury after a hip-drop tackle from Tyrell Fuimaono. You know, an injury to Hayes Dunster is not, is not ideal, but, you know, it's, it's footy. There's not a lot we can do about it. I think he'd be out for a little while, yeah. 
Fui Mayono was put on report for the tackle. Ryan Madison was also reported for a high hit, while Dragon Max Feeguy suffered an ankle injury. The Red V came from 16 points down to win 26-22. A Ben Garuccio wonder goal has sent Western United to the top of the A-League. Garuccio had a day out in Western's 3-2 win over the Wanderers, scoring a double for the home team. His second was a stunner. Oh, oh my word! That is extraordinary from Ben Garuccio. A scorpion kick that's going to be replayed for weeks and weeks. Perth Glory jumped off the bottom of the ladder after their 2-0 win over Brisbane. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a broad low pressure system will continue to generate showers and storms over the Kimberley, the top end, Queensland and northeastern New South Wales with heavy falls possible. Inshore winds around a high will drive light showers over western Tasmania. Around the capitals today, a shower or two in Brisbane, heading for a top of 30 degrees. A shower or two and a possible storm, 30 as well in Sydney. Partly cloudy heading for 29 in Canberra. Melbourne partly cloudy, a top of 20. Becoming windy with a possible shower in Hobart today, 17 degrees. Cloudy and 23 in Adelaide. Sunny and 34 in Perth. And a shower or two and a possible storm in Darwin, 32 degrees.